0: time for your weekly dose of nostalgia <laughs> yeah yeah
1: your your, your your ticket buys the seat but you'll only need the edge <laughs> what were we doing monster trucks this apparently uh, so up, dude? <clears throat> all
0: right i'll just do it and get back to the normal intro well it's time for your weekly dose, dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s uncensored i am milo
1: dennison and I'm Jamie Fenderson, and today we're talking about things only people who lived in the 80s and 90s will appreciate.
0: Yeah, it's our season four finale, and so mm-hmm. we figured we'd do a little uh kind of talk about some stuff that uh you'll appreciate because we do.
1: Yeah, yeah, this would be fun. All right, you want to kick us off, Milo?
0: All right, so uh, I'm going to start with one that this is something that really this could be 80s or 90s, but I put it under my 90s category, and it's getting that last copy of a movie at the video store. Oh, so yeah. you know, when you go in and there's like a bunch of them, and you like you want the one, and you grab that last one. And you're like,
1: yeah. Well, what's even more satisfying is when you grab it and you see someone else who was going for it, and you're like, oh, sucks to be you. Do Your bad weekend's sucker. gonna suck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, or if it's sometimes when you'd go and you'd ask them if the person working be like, hey, uh, did anybody return this movie and you just haven't put it out on the shelf yet? Because sometimes there was that, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like things you will never get to enjoy that ever again of being nope. able to grab that last movie off of the, the shelf and looking at the other person and being like, ha ha, <laughs> I got it.
1: Yeah. I remember doing that. Yeah. Where you go and you, you kind of knew the people work there. You'd be like, Hey, before you put stuff out, do you have that new copy that new movie? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, Oh yeah, look you got it.
0: <laughs> or even sometimes if you weren't fully sure you were going to take it, but there was only one left. So you're like, well, I'll hold on to it until I decide if it's actually what I want, and then I'll put it back up on the shelf because there's just the one there. Good time. <laughs> I used to, when I worked at Starbucks, it was kind of cool. Uh, this guy worked at the video store next to us and I, when he'd come in for coffee, I'd give him a coffee on the house on me. And when I went to the video store, he'd give me whatever movie I wanted on the house. So yeah. it was a nice deal. We had worked out. Barter system action. Yeah. For videos. So yeah. Things that you'll never experience again, but you yeah, will you're appreciate it. Right, you'll,
1: you'll never experience that now because you, if you want to get a movie, you just get a movie. Like there's, you'll never run out of it. It streams. You could just go rent it or buy it, or it might even be part of your streaming subscription. you don't, you don't ever have that issue now. No. So people, people nowadays never feel this, this sense of scarcity. Uh, that we had back in the day, and it was real. It mm-hmm. was real, <laughs> and that sense of joy that you got out of it, yeah, or the sense of dread if you were the one who wanted it and you watched that <laughs> yeah. somebody watched else the other guy get it. like, oh man, I was it break. was a competition back then. Life was competitive, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what do you got? So i I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna talk about. Uh, you'd appreciate this if you if you've ever dialed a one nine hundred number. One nine hundred. I asked my son, "You know, you know what one nine hundred numbers are?" He's like, "God, oh, why? Why would you ever do that? Why would you dial one nine hundred anything?" I'm like, Pff. back in the day, they had like all these commercials. This is this is proof that they just didn't give a shit about kids back in the day. They had all these commercials, like at the end of cartoons, like, hey, this is you, man. You dial 1900 and talk to a recording of me for like 45 cents a minute after the, the first minute, which is $2. And we'll, we'll have a conversation, kids. Oh, by the way, get your parents permission. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. Just dial it anyway. Everybody had a
0: 1-900 number. <laughs> Those are, and yeah it would automatically get billed to your phone bill yeah. and and so there's no like running tally or anything like that so you talk to the person for an hour or whatever and then like your phone bill comes at the end of the month and suddenly you have this massive bill because you talked to chloe at the psychic hotline or
1: whatever <laughs> it is an chloe. <laughs> yeah You're telling your and it, it wasn't even you were talking to real people it was recordings of people right and it's not like your parents. It's not like they had any fail safe. Like, hey, you sound like a kid. Did Did you get your parents' permission? Oh yeah, sure. Okay, let's let's talk then. And they even had stuff like the like Freddy Krueger. Hey, kids, dial Freddy Krueger. Like, I'm a total rated R horror movie about a burnt up boogeyman who kills children in their dreams. But hey, I got my own one nine hundred number just for the kids. They just didn't give a shit, dude.
0: Did you ever call it? I never called it. I'd never called a 900 number. I think I, I used it.
1: to call, I've, I've called the Santa Claus one. Yeah. Um, and it's weird because it's all these kids talking at the same time. And, and this guy just kind of talking in generic terms. So you think he might be talking to you. It was stupid, but this is how you got your, 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 your uh, virtual sex back in the day too. With those one nine hundred sex phone yeah. sex numbers, the late night. I, the I remember the
0: commercials for those man. Like yeah. <laughs> the commercial would pop up on late night TV, call da 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 to speak to so and so. And yeah, nowadays sexy.
1: you can get like webcam action from like a whole group of chicks in Eastern Europe. Like it, you know, it's so easy. I guess today to get whatever for you super want. cheap
0: or even you know free for however long I don't know how long they what they start charging on those kinds of things, but it's got to be way cheaper than those phones.
1: You had to go get like a penthouse or something and then call a one nine hundred number for like a two dollars a minute just to get your get your rocks on. So one nine hundred numbers were that's enough. see the struggle was real. It the was, it was real. Totally and people didn't give a shit about kids back then my <laughs> one numbers are proof that they didn't give a shit <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and i'm sure there were plenty of very angry parents when they got that <laughs> phone bill <laughs> what
1: did you call jamie do you remember back in the 80s and 90s when you had to keep your files on floppy disks dude totally and then losing the disks or having them break and everything is gone yeah i'm glad we don't have to do that anymore thanks to cloud storage Absolutely. With companies like Ganso.io, we can simply drag and drop files into our reliable and fast cloud storage.
0: And with end-to-end encryption, we don't have to worry about someone getting access to that spreadsheet of best 80s hairbands we are creating.
1: When it comes to collaboration like we need, we can access those files from a mobile device, tablet or computer.
0: Ganso.io offers a free plan with five gigs of storage to start, so users can try it out first and they are currently offering special launch deals with heavily discounted storage plans. And if you're not satisfied, they offer a 14-day money-back guarantee for a full refund.
1: 80s and 90s uncensored listeners, give it a try for an affordable and reliable solution to solve your file sharing issues in a secure and easy-to-use method, instead of digging through your desk for that disk or hard drive that might or might not still work.
0: Visit Ganzo.io to find out more. I'm going to do a weird one for one. And this is more of an 80s thing for me. And it was Mr. Yuck stickers. You remember Mr. Yuck stickers? So these were you can look it up. It's Mr. Yuck stickers. It's a it's a circular green sticker. And I remember in grade school, they would give us these and you'd get like a whole pack of them and you're supposed to go home and basically put Mr. Yuck stickers on everything that's poisonous in your house. It's like an awareness. It's a poison awareness thing. Right. And of course, as kids, you get Mr. Yuck stickers and you go put them all over everything that you can put stickers on and make a disgusting sticker mess that has to be like taken off. And you put it on like, you know, your sister's bedroom door because, you know, you don't want to go in there because it's yucky. You put it (laughs) and stuff like that. And these were just like, the weirdest thing, and and in fact, I was reading up on them and they didn't kind of the opposite, actually, of they were trying to get people to be educated about poison and stuff. But it actually made it worse because kids were like, oh, sweet, you know, poison stuff. Let's put Mr. Yuck stickers on it and play with this stuff and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it was they designed it to replace the skull and crossbones that apparently had been used before because skull and crossbones were cool because it was associated
1: pirates. Yeah, it yeah. Like, And it was like heavy metal, man. Rocking. Yeah, that's rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Mr. Yuck stickers, they they gave these away in grade school for quite a, a few years. I remember multiple years in a row I got these. I can't believe you didn't get those. I thought that was like a national thing in, in the U.S.
1: Maybe it was, but my broke-ass
0: hood, we didn't get and they that were free. Your teachers give them to you in grade school. That's that's what made them so cool. They're like, here, take Mr. Yuck stickers, be educated about poison, and put these on everything that's in your house that's poisonous so you know not to touch it.
1: But you don't. <laughs> well, you put it, put it even on... had poison help. It had the 1-800 number, uh-huh. 1-800-222-1222, if you, wanted to, if you needed help with the poison hotline. <laughs> So you can be a little kid and call, be like, yeah, I've been poisoned. This looks completely like it wouldn't work very well, actually. <laughs> this looked like it would be counterproductive to what they were trying to do.
0: According to Wikipedia, they did two peer reviewed studies in 82 and 84. And it says, Mr. Yuck stickers do not effectively keep children away from the potential poisons and may even attract children. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That sounds like
0: the 80s. Yeah, it was a total 80s thing. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a national thing. I thought that was every every grade school in the U.S. gave these to kids. Maybe and... it was.
1: Maybe I just don't remember it. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe people just kept that shit away from me because I would have abused the Mr. Yuck stickers for sure. <laughs> that, and that's what you did as a kid. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, don't give that Mr. Yuck stickers to Jamie. No, 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 no. No, he'll we'll have Mr. Yuck. This whole town will be like tagged Crawford with Mr. Him. Yuck. <laughs> and that's what you do with them. Oh, that's good. I, I, I'm glad you said that one. Cause I don't remember Mr. Yuck at all. That's a, that's interesting. Here's my other one. Handwritten notes. Remember handwritten notes.
0: Yeah. Especially like passing them in school and stuff.
1: Yeah. Or enfolding them in cool ways, like little, like the football shape or whatever, and kind of passing them around. I, I don't, I don't think they do this at all anymore. I don't like my son doesn't really write notes to his friends in school he just like texts them um with his stupid eye crack which i took away from him by the way so he's not doing that now but so he hates you at the moment he well it's his own fault but his he he he's he, his grades need to get a little better mm. and he's not stopped smoking that eye crack so maybe he can actually you know, go old school now that he doesn't have an eye crack and start writing handwritten notes. That's what I told him to do. I said, Hey, why don't you write some handwritten notes? You can't text, but you can like write little notes in class and pass it around just like we did when I was a kid. You might try it. You might be cool and retro, but that's how you communicate with your friends in class. You kind of throw the note, like you a little football shape but you kind of throw it or ninja star Ninja star shape, Little right?
0: Triangle shaped ones, Birkin, and stuff.
1: whatever, and you, that's how you pass your notes around. And that was texting back in the day.
0: Yeah, and I and sometimes you'd use the same one, so you'd write on it and you'd send it to the person. They'd write, they respond, they hand it back. So sometimes you might actually have multiple replies on the same piece of paper that would get folded multiple times and hand back and forth. And you're always doing it in class when the teacher wasn't looking, uh, so you wouldn't nope. get caught. Because if the teacher caught you, they'd take it and read it to the class.
1: Yep. Anybody from the 80s, 90s can appreciate that. It was yeah. in school during that time. Yeah, that's a good one. I miss those. But yeah,
0: it's good, good, good stuff. stuff. All <laughs> right. My next one is going to be, uh, what do I want to do for my next one? We talked about this already a little bit in our Christmas episode, but I'm going to bring it up again. And it's going to the arcade and spending like your paper route money at the arcade and, and they still kind of have them, but they're not quite the same, and it's not quite the same experience that you had of going to the video arcade. The games were always a quarter. Now they're like five bucks if you want to play a yeah. game or something well, like gotta that. You got to get a, you got to
1: buy a card. Oh yeah, get a
0: card and enter it, and yeah, stock and it. And
1: arcades now are these big complexes. Like you got to go to downtown in the city for back then it was local, like little local ones, right? Yeah, it
0: was just a small place, usually in a strip mall or at the mall or and uh, you'd go with your friends, you'd play video games for a couple hours. And maybe if it was a cool one, it might have like a pizza place next door that you grab a pizza at or something like that. That would sell well, maybe pizza. Maybe it by was slice. The pizza
1: place. Or
0: maybe it was the pizza place and had the game and stuff. I remember like grocery stores, some grocery stores. I remember a Safeway near where I lived had a couple of the stand up video arcades games towards the entrance to the store and going and playing. I don't remember what it was like space invaders or asteroids or something like that and thinking that was pretty cool but yeah they don't have any of that stuff anymore
1: yeah that was kind of nice though because like i everything's so online now Mm -hmm. and the kids all have their earphones and they decorate their rooms all kind of arcadey and they don't leave their room if they want to play games and they're talking with their friends online instead of hanging out with them in person or they're talking to complete strangers, which is, I don't dig that. I I spent my, my son, his whole like childhood, I was saying don't talk to strangers and I'm still trying to get him to not talk to strangers because he thinks all these kids think online strangers Well, they're online. So they're, they're not strangers. Well, do you know them? No. Well, there's freaking strangers in my book. It's normal. And I was
0: thinking about our uh, overlooked episode on joysticks. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, our kid was nothing like the movie Joysticks, but like there was still that like camaraderie fun aspect of going there with your friends that you don't get sitting in front of your TV at home with a headset on arguing with some 10 year old who keeps killing you every time you turn around and be like, God damn it, stop killing me. And then the little 10 <laughs> year old is just swearing a storm. And you're like, don't talk to me like that.
1: Yeah, kids cuss so much. Now, I guess we did too, but...
0: Yeah, we did too, but it was different because we were standing next to the person and it was more fun stuff. Well, we knew them.
1: And we had, they were our (laughs) friends. We also knew them. Yeah. People don't even know each other anymore. They're playing (laughs) with each other. Hi, who are you? Oh, I'm Dennis. I'm 45 and I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. (laughs) A thousand miles from you. Let's play a game. Okay. All right. That's good stuff. (laughs) My next one I'm going with um, having to adjust your tracking.
0: Oh, this is a good one. Yeah.
1: Let's say you got that last video cassette that Milo was talking about you pop it in, you're about ready to watch your VSH of, you know, the Titanic or whatever, but it's all kind of jacked up. So you got to go in, you got to open your, your VHS player and you got to have this little knob. It's always really small too. It was like, uh, yeah, just a little, little dial, little knob. Little on there. dial in there that's kind of inconspicuous, but you gotta, you gotta turn it and you gotta adjust your tracking just so, so you get a, well, what, what was a clear picture, as clear as it could get for a VHS anyway. But yeah, having to adjust your tracking, like you don't have to do that anymore. Shit just comes up clear and that's it.
0: <laughs> it just is. And and the video, sometimes the tapes would get so bad that like no matter no ma- no no amount of adjusting would make it better. Like this tape's been watched too many times. You keep dialing that tracking all you want, but it's never gonna be perfect. You're still gonna get those little lines and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because this stuff was analog. And if you if you if you got a movie that was like old and watched a, a thousand times by a thousand people, like it showed. Because Mm -hmm. it wasn't digital. You can do digital stuff over and over and over and over again. And it just is what it is. But when you have a physical tape, the more you watch it, the more degraded it becomes. And it degrades over time. Yeah. Yeah. And your tracking isn't going to help because it's just jacked up. (laughs) Yeah, it's jacked up.
0: Oh, yeah. Good times. Good times tracking.
1: Things you'll never experience
0: again, kids. Mm Mm-mm.
1: You'll never look at, you'll never start watching a movie that looks all jacked up and you'll have to be like, oh, I need to adjust my tracking or (laughs) no matter what I do with my tracking, my picture still looks all jacked up. No, Kids nowadays, I just turn it on and stream it. It looks amazing every time.
0: Yeah. Lucky. Dang kids. All right. So uh, I'm sure you remember playing an early version of this. I I know they've redone it a few times, but there was just something about that original Oregon trail game that you would play at school because of course nobody had computers. Uh -uh. And so (laughs) one, your library or somebody might have a computer in it and they had a game called the Oregon trail and it was Basically, you'd get text on the screen, and would start with like, "Okay, you're going to Oregon. There are five people in your thing. How many oxen do you want to buy? You know, you hit enter two on the keyboard, and you hit enter, and then it's like, okay, uh, you've caught." malaria one of your dysentery. You know, dysentery yeah that's that was one dysentery was what yeah you've caught dysentery lose two days and, yeah. and so <laughs> like I
1: child died <laughs> oh yeah
0: it was so it is just black and white text and you'd get this little wagon that would occasionally pop up on the screen and just kind of scroll across the screen <laughs> yeah. and that's about it and that was but it was for some reason because That aspect of technology and computer technology was so new and so cool. It was so much fun to play. And I went on today and I actually went, there's a website that you can go on and they've got like an old version of it on it. And I played it and I still had fun. And I was doing it today. I'm like, enter, how much food would you like to buy? I will buy two hundred pounds of food. <laughs> you know, it's like you have four hundred dollars to spend.
1: Yay! And you could play it today on a website. It probably takes minimal memory. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> it was
0: like a plug-in on a website. Like it wasn't even. Yeah, it didn't probably. even need to be like. It
1: probably, it's nothing. probably like a JavaScript thing. Yeah, it, it probably, probably doesn't even have any hardly any storage anywhere. It was. It was great when you played it, like you said at the um, library or something, but you also had like that one kid in town, Timothy, he had a computer, right? So you go to his place and he had a computer in his room. Cause he's kind of like the only kind of middle-class kid in town with a computer. And you'd be like, Oh, let's play Oregon trail. He's like, yeah, let's do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It-, it was fun. Yeah. And the thing like now, uh, you, you'll never get that experience because like from, Pretty much the moment of birth, you're inundated with video games and those types of forms of entertainment on your phone, on your computer, on your, you know, PlayStation, Xbox, whatever, and so it's not exciting and new. Mm-hmm. It's now it's expected. It's it's the norm. So commoditized,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Well, it is kind of sad in a way, I guess. Right? Yeah. And now I don't know. As a father, it's so hard nowadays because it's like. You know, every generation like this. You're, you're basically parents. Their job is to protect their kids from a society that wants to addict them to everything. So for us, it was, you know, cigarettes. and. But now I, I'm like, wow. So it's the norm that my kid has this addictive crack machine in his pocket. Like, like he has to have it. Like in society says he has to. Cause you don't want to be the one kid in school without one. Yeah, well, he is now <laughs> we traded. He's got my flip phone. Ooh. <laughs> Show him 90s style, baby. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Get those grades up now, sucker. <laughs> We're going to go old school. All right. My next one is, um, do you remember that proliferated printer paper? With the holes on the side? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it
1: had the green and white lines, alternating lines. I don't think that exists anymore. I'm not talking just about normal paper like you can still have today, just the white sheet paper. I'm talking the weird, like, it's got the little holes on the side, and it's got the white and green lines, and it prints on it, and it looks like a computer printed, like, and, it, and, and the, the holes are so that the little stuff spikes or whatever can turn it and then you take it off and you've got to rip the rip the little whole edges
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah and it was all put to, it was like
0: in one massive long sheet too right like so each yeah. page had to be torn once it once it printed out so it would just it could potentially just continually print and then like yep. you had to yeah tear the side pieces off and tear each page along the lines yeah there. everything was yeah. like
1: well- proliferated
0: yeah. What was the purpose of the lines? Because I remember, yeah, you had the regular, which was just white, but then you uh-huh. also had the other one, which had the the lines on it. Like, what was the point of that?
1: I don't know. And they were alternating. So, I guess it's so that you can um, line it up right or that you can tell the, the difference from one line to the other. I think maybe it was so, so you had it lined up correctly. I don't know. It's all very technical. <laughs> i'm sure there was a reason for it but yeah but i remember in school like because you didn't have computers you would print something out but if you had the if you kind of had the old school ghetto printer it was like that kind with the holes the holes on the little on the side it was so hard to live. <laughs> <laughs> life
0: was tough man it was tough <laughs> you couldn't just grab your sheet and go you had to actually get your printed thing and then do work on it after you got it in order to actually before you could do something you tear end.
1: off all this you shit had to tear,
0: the, <laughs> tear the side pieces off and stuff <laughs> yeah which was the worst if you were printing a lot
1: oh that's good but i used to with those little side pieces you you'd put them together fold them together and make kind of those i don't know I don't know what you'd call them, Chinese finger trap looking things that mm. could expand and because you folded them together in the right yeah. way and they could expand. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you them. roll them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can do a Rip lot of fun your things finger. with those little side pieces. So, you got rewarded for your efforts. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did get to play with the, the scraps of the paper.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff.
1: He was more easily amused back then, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap this one up. That is uh, some fun stuff from the 80s and 90s that we'll never get to experience again. If you have something that you're nostalgic about, you can reach out to us on Twitter at the 80s and 90s com. You can find us on the web at the 80s and 90s.com where you can contact us as well and let us know what you think. And with that, I guess we will say we are out of here like all of this stuff. Because that's why we brought it up. It will never be seen again.
1: it's gone.